You're listening to Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official podcast of Lingerie Fighting Championships. And now, here's your host, Michael Larkin! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official LFC Lingerie Fighting Championships podcast. My name is Mike Larkin, and joining me today, hell, you heard her at the beginning of this fine show in the intro, and she does an amazing job with ring announcing and just everything all in all in every endeavor. I got the one and only Miss Rain Cruz, ringside rain, if you will, on the show. How are you, Rain? I am doing good. Thank you for having me back, and thank you for, for allowing me to do that intro. <laughs> first of all it's an amazing intro guys i gotta say rain has done an amazing intro for myself when i was on the max wrestling podcast and the guys over there on the wrestling side of things so i had to do this for you with the lfc because you're a dear friend of mine and you do a lot of great work and god dang man here's the funny part about this i gotta give a shout out to my boy tommy bell tommy's been on the show does an amazing art artistry work for lfc did a piece of myself and the girls amazing artists follow tommy bell on instagram tommy bell is such a fan of not just of this show and the work with LFC, but let me tell you something, Rain Cruz. Loves your intro. There's a limitation of it. Digs it. Every time you come up on the screen, every time he sees the show, he digs it. He loves what you're doing. So you got a fan now in Mr. Tommy Bell. Shout out to Tommy Bell. Oh, my God. Shout out to you. Can you record a video of that <laughs> and send it to me? I'd love to see that. Please, Tommy, if you could do a reaction, you do the old imitationery, if you will. There's a new word for you. The little imitationery of one Rain Cruise. Tommy, send it to me and I'll send it to Rain. I got to send it for myself because it's great. But no, it's it's one of those things, too, where that's got to make you feel good. And I got to say, we're not just what we do as podcasters and in our endeavors. God dang, man, we're having an influence on people here. Yeah, you know, it's it's really cool to you know, hear stories like that. Because to me, you know, I'm doing something that I love to do. And I think, you know, when people see someone who's having fun and just, you know, doing something that they love, I think it kind of like, you know, spreads out that, you know, energy and, you know, people start to think, okay, you know what, let me try that too. Or, you know what, let me actually do something that I love to do and, you know, actually feel good about it. Right. And I look at it from a stance too, as well, because here you are, and we, we talked about this last time I had you on the show mm-hmm. inside of LFC, like when you're doing the ringside rain thing and you're doing your thing for your independent shows and you've done a lot of great work on that front, but then you get to the WWE front and here's the funny part about it. And we've talked about this, the TikTok format, and you're just like, I don't have TikTok. And it's like, it's on TikTok. That's why it's funny because I mean, we're so accustomed and this is just goes into the social media front, right? We're accustomed to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, health, some of us mm-hmm. had MySpace back in the day in 06 with Tom and all that good stuff. I got the music playlist on and MySpace. <laughs> exactly. So, well, look at how far we've gone from that. But no, and I, TikTok has become like the best way I can describe it. And for those who remember Vine, it's like an upgraded version of Vine with the little mm-hmm. thing. Oh, we had tout for God's sake. So it's it's become like a worldwide phenomenon for a lot of people on the social media platforms. Yeah, you know, TikTok is like a lot. Like, I, I, and I mean it in a good way, you yeah. know, you can do a lot of things creatively on TikTok, you know, a lot of businesses, I think, have grown thanks to TikTok. And I remember when I first signed up for a TikTok account, I just did not know what to do. It was overwhelming for me. And I had some of my wrestler friends teach me how to upload my video for the contest, because it was just a lot. And even, 
even until now, you know, when I upload my videos, I just do the usual, you know, two box video, me announcing something and another video going. Cause I feel like if I, if I start going through like the rabbit hole, like what else can TikTok do? I think 24 hours would not be enough. <laughs> no, not at all. And I mean, it's funny. Cause like when a lot of my people that I know, whether it be wrestling or just like in general, a lot of people are like, man, I don't want to do TikTok. It's just the dancing videos. And I'm like, yeah, there are dancing videos, but there's a lot of stuff in the TikTok universe, so to speak, where it's not just everybody dancing or doing challenges. It's not everybody dancing to earth, wind and fires. Let's groove tonight. There's other stuff <laughs> that's incorporated. I mean, it's amazing to see stuff that's become like the craze and stuff like that, but you could do what is it the stitches the duets and stuff like it, it's also a community where you can interact with a lot of people so it brings people together in a sense so to speak you know yeah yeah i do mostly of the duets because i like you know announcing uh you know in one box and then you see like a wrestler coming out in another box um the other things that i do would be like i actually post uh, my videos from my wrestling events um and share it on tiktok and you know i've seen other people kind of do you know, the whole dance thing, just to kind of like spread some positivity out there, you know, the world is not really the best place, I guess, sometimes. Uh, and, you know, just being able to spread joy through that, I, I think it's a good thing. Oh, green. Who doesn't love some earth, wind and fire? We right <laughs> down, down, come on down. Like who doesn't like that? But still, no, I think we need more of that because unfortunately mm -hmm. with the way the world is today, there's a lot more negativity and just everybody mm -hmm. has to mm -hmm. just so it's one of those things where we need more of that positivity in there. If that could bring people joy, it brings people joy, you know? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the best part is it's free. Yes. I guess it's free in a sense, you know, as long as you have a Wi-Fi connection or data on your phone. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Yes, you got to get It's everywhere anyway. You, know, you can get free Wi-Fi anywhere. So right, that's basically it's free, right? <laughs> pretty much. But, yeah, then you have to get rid of all that storage and stuff and take all that stuff off your phone. It could be a pain, but, hey, it's free. Free is the best word. That's the key word, right? <laughs> Now, Miss Rain Cruz, let me tell you something. For those who have not seen your SummerSlam performance, people go back and watch it because God dang, man, you did an amazing job calling SummerSlam. But here's the thing about it, too. Like, that's one of the moments that you're going to have forever. And that is oh, God. right. Like, how does it make you feel like not just because you you won the competition, you won the contest, but people can go back to WWE Network. I'm talking about the Peacock. And then, boom, here's the lovely Miss Rain Cruz calling some Baron Corbin, man. You know, um actually a few days from now will be exactly a year since that day oh snap okay and it's it's amazing to think about that because I I, I mean until now I still can't believe it happened you know I have I have my pictures in in my office of of that moment and every time I see it it's like that really happened <laughs> you know it, it's something that you wanted so bad right you worked hard and you wanted so bad and you I didn't really think they would pick me and it happened, right? And I got that opportunity and I just remember being in that ring. And to me, it's something that, oh my God, I just, I would love to do that again. I would love to be back in the ring one day because the feeling inside that ring, um, it, it's not nerve wracking for me. It was mostly, I just felt blessed because to me, it's like not everyone can have that opportunity to be in the middle of that ring doing something that they love to do. And, 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 you know, thinking about SummerSlam is thinking about, oh, my God, you know, I did not believe in miracles, but that to me was a miracle. Hey, and, and I think what's great about it, too, is as well, for those who have not seen Rain do her thing on the independent scene and the local promotions, which is still amazing. Like I said, what what's important about it, too, is that gravitation pull that, you know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of people who see your work, 
you have the gravitational man you have an amazing voice and it shows within your work and i mean that's where we've seen where you are now with espn which god dang man congratulations on that i was so happy to see that post doing your thing like how did that whole thing come into fruition because you're doing your thing espn los angeles if you will how did that whole thing come into fruition for you right yeah so yeah so basically my background is i do work in television production mm-hmm. and um so Fast forward to me, um, you know, getting that job job interview at ESPN. I again, I didn't think I would get it, but in my head, you know what? You know, I'll I'll try it out. I'll do the interviews and all that. And then next thing I know, they're offering me a job. So it's it's really cool to be a part of you know a worldwide network because working in a television production industry, that's something that I've always you know dreamt of. Um, I wanted to be in that you know, major league, I guess. So um, me making it to ESPN is, you know, basically one of my proud achievements. <laughs> it's one of those, oh God, okay. And, you know, your list, you're like, oh, check, <laughs> made it there. Right. And I think, well, first of all, I got to say this, and I, my big thing, as, as I've always said, and I'll say this to you, life's an art form in, in a way, folks, and we're all applying our crafts, whatever that may be. I think whatever job that you have, whether it be TV production, broadcast, as long as you do it to the best of your abilities and you're providing for your family and yourself, it's wonderful. Do what you love. But I look at it from a stance, too, as well, man. You're on ESPN. You're doing the television production side of things and interviews. Here's what's interesting. A lot of people don't even realize how much work goes into the TV production side of things to be, get that representation of your presentation, because it doesn't matter if you're ring announcing or wherever you're at at the show you're a big integral part of the show and that's what makes the overall storytelling of what you do on the tv production side of things and the interviews that all goes hand in hand and how much work that goes into it yeah you know and i and i usually tell people you know i do the nerdy side of television production because i deal with like you know (laughs) network transmissions and signals and all that and all that nerdy stuff and you know but at the end of the day without that we wouldn't be able to produce you know our shows and that's the thing about, um, I guess that's the magic of TV, wherein you see something, you watch something, and, you know, it, it's just, it's beyond what you see on TV. You know, before it made it to TV, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. And, and you know, I'm glad that I have the opportunity to, you know, I guess on my day job, I do the TV production side, I'm behind the scenes. And on my night job, I guess, I'm doing the, you know, in-person thing or in front of, in front of people. Uh, where and I do my ring announcing, uh, you know, when I do wrestling shows. <laughs> well, first of all, as a fellow nerd, nerds rule the world. <laughs> I get it. I think that's a great way to put it as well. But a lot of people don't realize like that nerdy point of it about it is really, really integral and it's important, you know. Mm-hmm. But the thing too about it as well is the just having the intelligence to do what you do and you know what you're doing. And I think what goes into your story and your representation, what I love about it too is you got that confidence, you got the swag, you got that smile, you got that engaging smile about you, Miss Rain Cruz, to put that over oh, the smile. Thank you. The truth is truth. I mean, to quote Vince Vaughn and be cool, you got the style that make the lady smile. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, but it's one of those things, too, as well. Like, talk about your presentation. God dang, man, you just did a promo. Talk about justice for Ronda Rousey there. For those who have not seen this promo, I mean, Rain, you've done amazing work as, like, the heel manager for Oscar thing that you've done back in the day. Check out Rain's stuff. But God dang, man, I was invested. I love that promo for Justice Ronda. That was good. Oh, my God. Thank you. You know, I wanted to do a promo as Ronda Rousey's spokesperson, I guess. And, you know, I I wanted to, I I think when I saw what happened to her at um, SummerSlam, I was like, man, this is like a perfect opportunity. And can I pull this off? And, you know, I just, you know, thought 
thought about it in my head and I was like, okay, what's the angle? What's the angle? And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, she needs justice, justice for Ronda Rousey. <laughs> and then I, I love cutting promos. Like I, that to me is like my dream. I want to be a ring announcer, a personal ring announcer slash manager for someone. And obviously I want to be like a heel manager. And um, yeah, like cutting that promo to me was like, you know what? I, I hope people would like this because I felt good doing it. You know, I felt good being that heel spokesperson for Ronda Rousey. So Ronda Rousey, you know, watch my video. Maybe you'll like it. Get <laughs> a girl up. You could be the advocate for Ronda Rousey. There you go. Just putting the splits and putting the seeds in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, why not? You know, I mean, maybe, you know, she'll, she'll need someone out there. I mean, she's good on her own. Um, you know, she's the baddest woman on the planet, but um, I know a lot of people have said um, that she needs like a Paul Heyman type of advocate right next to her. And I don't mind being that person. <laughs> Here's the thing too about it. And now, first of all, SummerSlam, for those who've not seen SummerSlam, I really enjoyed it. Like from Roman to Brock with the, <laughs> the free mm -hmm. Like that whole story, just everything felt good. And obviously the old regime is out and we have the new regime with Triple H, Stephanie McMahon and, and Nick Khan, the whole nine. But God dang, man, there's a lot of people coming back. There's a lot of stars new that are being for, at the forefront here. Like with the Ronda Rousey side of things, like we got the uh, Clash at the Castle coming up. You're doing the Ronda thing where she's being more of the heel now and Liv Morgan, you know, just escaped. And then there's Shane in the mix. Like that has me intrigued because number one, Ronda and Shayna, the four MMA horsewomen, so to mm -hmm. speak. You build on that relationship, and then here's Liv over there now being the champion, trying to prove that reign. Like, that right there, I'm captivated by that story. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm curious as to how um, it would go down at Clash at the Castle because, you know, you know, I remember there was a shot of, like, Ronda Rousey and um, Shayna Baszler. I want to say it was at WrestleMania a few years back. I can't remember. It was from a pay-per-view. They were, like, ringside. And to me, that establishes, you know, a tight friendship connection between the two. And then now fast forward to, you know, this year, it's like, okay, now they're going to be against each other because they want the same goal. But then Liv Morgan has it. So how is that going to play out? Right. And it's actually funny you bring that up because it all ties back. I think that was at a SummerSlam. I think that was the SummerSlam in 2014 where Stephanie okay. and Brie Vela were going at it. Okay. No. And here's what's great about it. I'm glad you brought this up. Like you could build that in the angle. Like for those that remember the Mae Young Classic, when Shayna was in it, you had the four horsewomen and you had the MMA four horsewomen with Bailey, Sasha and Becky and the whole nine. Like that was a story that which still should have been told. We should have got like an eight woman tag out of that. That still has me a little bit sour, but it is what it is. But what you also look at that stance as well. That's the key integral part. Like the promos, like we talked about the promos leading up to that build. You need something like that, like to really influence the point. Like I love the fact, like we're showcasing the importance of the intercontinental championship. We're showcasing the importance of the history of the United States championship. We need more of that. And for those that who are new to the game and really have like not tuned into wrestling in a while, we need to get that exhilaration and excitement back. So people who want to invest more and get back into watching also continue watching. Yeah, I love that you said that because, you know, sometimes promos are um, hmm, promos are a good way to kind of tell the story, right? Because I get it. You watch a wrestling match, you know, that tells a story too. You know, the whole the match would tell a story, but the promos would be like the dialogue, the script, it's something that you hear, you listen, and then you feel the emotion of of the wrestlers, the managers, whoever is talking. You feel 
the emotion, you feel the story more when you listen to someone cutting a promo. So hopefully, hopefully now with Triple H, we would get um, meaningful promos now that he's part of creative or in charge of creative. Right. And well, here's the thing. For those who have not seen Triple H on the Logan Paul Impulsive podcast, first of all, go out of your way to watch it because it's such mm. great insight. And he even talks about like it's not always about the moves, which it's very important. And I mean, everything's subjective, right? In professional wrestling. Some people want to watch wrestling just to watch the wrestling. But you mm. all have that substance of, OK, point A, point B, point, point C. How do we get here? Why are they fighting? And then boom, here's the culmination. So there's a lot of key integral parts. And in like we talk about everything subjective, but there's a lot of the ingredients that are made for a good recipe for a wrestling event and a wrestling match. And I think going into Clash of the Castle, which is awesome for the UK, because the UK get a nice little pay-per-view mm-hmm. type, you know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things too as well, where you have Roman and Drew, and you have Karrion Cross lurking in the background. You have Liv and Shayna. You have mm-hmm. Bailey. Dakota Kai, who's back, and Io Sky now against Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka. Like, I'll be honest right now. I'm so happy that Dakota Kai is back, and they're being in a pivotal role, and Bailey is hitting on all cylinders. Like, that six-woman tag has me intrigued, and I'm invested. Oh, God, yeah. I am, too. The only thing I don't like is them changing the name of Io Shirai, but, you know. <laughs> okay, you bring up a good point here. I'm going to this. First off, I love the Io Shirai name. I think it's cool, and that's who she's been. That's that's her, right? But I get it because, you know, we're here in the main, and it's the Io Sky. Like, if it was, like, something completely out of the ordinary, so to speak, but it's a, it's a tweak. You know what I'm saying? I get it. It's a tweak, but I'm like, I see where you're coming from. It's a little tweak that they put on it, right? Yeah, because when I first heard it, I thought, wait, did they make a mistake? Because it's Shirai, not Sky. They're kind of like close to each other, right? So I was like, wait, what? And then I kept listening to it. um, And I was like, wait a minute. I think they changed it to Sky. Oh, okay. That's her new name now. Okay. And I mean, (laughs) if you look at it, like, say, like, they win the uh, women's tag titles because they're doing the tournament now, right? Say EO and um, Dakota win. Sky and Kai, it rhymes. It kind of goes Yeah, it works. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at what they're doing on AEW. I mean, you got Thunderstorm with Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. So I mean, <laughs> it may be silly, but it works. I mean, for God's sake, we had the Rock and Sock Connection, which is one of the most legendary tag teams. So why not? You know? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> But that's, that's the thing, too, and I think I really am looking forward to seeing it, and I'm going to say this, it's a great time to be a professional wrestling fan. It really is. And I look at people like Bad Bunny, Logan Paul, who's just, he's going to keep hitting on all cylinders. Like, he's taken wrestling like a duck in water. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's really been showing up and showing out. So I'm really curious to see how much more celebrity-wise we're going to be more filled with in the ring. But I got to say, from what we've shown with Bad Bunny and Logan Paul, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really amazing. They actually raised the bar. I mean, I'm going to start with Bad Bunny. Like when I saw him at WrestleMania uh, with Damon Priest, I was like, oh God, I don't, I think Damon Priest would carry the match. Mm -hmm. I don't think Bad Bunny's going to do anything. And then I saw him do his thing and I was like, wow, he put in the work. And I respect someone like that. um, Because usually when I see celebrities trying to be at WrestleMania, to me, it's like, okay, well, great. But, you know, how about give the spot to somebody who's worked their lives you know to be at wrestlemania right but you see someone like bad bunny and you know putting in the work you know putting in the work to produce a great show entertain the fans entertain the wrestling fans 
I respect that. And uh, when I saw Logan Paul at SummerSlam, fun fact, I actually saw Logan Paul last year's SummerSlam. He was actually in my seat. Uh, <laughs> well, I was ring announcing. Um, but, you know, he didn't do anything at uh, SummerSlam last year. He didn't have a match. But this year, I was actually impressed. I was impressed. The only thing I don't want to happen is for them to show up at, um, like, for example, for Logan Paul, you know, he signed to WWE and all that. I just don't want it to happen where in he would only show up when it's close to the major pay-per-views. I kind of prefer to, hey, you know what? If you don't want to be there every week, fine. Just at least show up maybe every two weeks or something, you know? Just don't steal the spotlight from someone who's showing up every single week, putting in the work to be in those major shows. I get it. No, I <laughs> I get it. And, and that's the thing, too. Like, if you're just going to use them for, like, the big four, like a Survivor Series, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, okay. Like, I get it from, like, the main attractions that are supposed to be. It's a track. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's... Mm-hmm. There's people there every week. Like you can you can find a spot for like the people that you have. And because there's so much of it. And I mean, I look at it from a stance too as well. People were crapping. And when I say crapping, they were poo-pooing, if you will. <laughs> poo-pooing, if you will, on social media. Oh my God. Champa's with the Miz. And I'm they built Tommaso Champa. Like back to we're gonna get no you know we're gonna get no one will survive back. Like you see how he was portrayed going into the US title bout with Lashley. Like this is the Tommaso Champa we know. This is the NXT champion Tommaso Champa. And you're invested with that, and he could still go. And first of all, people will say what they will about the Miz, but since 2006, hell, even in 2004 when he was in the million dollar tough enough, the man has worked his butt off. And oh god, I- yes. That's the point of it. And he, you're supposed to hate him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people always have that thing about the Miz. And I mean, you look at what MJF has done in AEW. He's another one that's going to stick out and stand out, but God dang, man, that's the point of it. You know what I'm saying? It's not a demotion. If you put Tommaso Ciampa with the Miz, because even whether you like it or not, the Miz is a veteran and he can help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I agree on that. At first it didn't make sense to me. And then now I'm like, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. Why he has to be with the Miz right now um but yeah um hopefully you know because like i think with the angle with logan paul um it's different when when they're broadcasting that okay he's he's signed he has signed with wwe mm-hmm. yeah so to me there's this expectation of okay so does that mean am i gonna I'll, I'll see him every week then versus bad bunny who's just like okay he's gonna be at wrestlemania right because he's the celebrity guest mm-hmm. so maybe maybe we'll see logan paul more we shall see, but no, and I mean, they've signed a, like a lot of people. I know they're still doing the tryouts and the recruits. They signed that girl from Bellator, which is awesome because that girl's just like, yeah, I'm done with MMA. I want to do professional wrestling. See, <laughs> when I was a kid and everybody talks about it, because I'm going to say the world of MMA and professional wrestling, very similar because there's a lot of crossover, right? There's been a lot of crossover for years. But people mostly talk about, you know, how Ronda Rousey and CM Punk and all these people have tried it and they've crossed over. Like, it's been a thing for years. And that's why I always, like, I hated the debate between MMA and pro wrestling. Because if you look at it, it's very similar. Mind you, people say, you know, pro wrestling, predetermined, what have you. But, you know, risks are taken. We all know the whole deal. And MMA is MMA. Mm -hmm. But one thing I will say is, like, we get to see really how both similar styles are and how people transition and transmogrify and really progress in both fields. And it's amazing just to see how that crossover is really evolved revolutionized and revolutionized over the years i like the crossover because i've seen that you know the world of mma has a bunch of you know different personalities you know um sometimes at espn you know i work on those shows um and i see them coming into our building and i see the personalities and i was like you know what this makes 
like this reminds me of of pro wrestling. I like this personality. Okay. Okay. I see this person, you know, like it's different from just like fighting, you know, they actually have like something else about them. And I think that's the good kind of crossover we're in. You see some sort of personality and then, you know, you take them to WWE and then they become this larger than life character because they already have it in them. Right. So now when you bring them somewhere we're in, they have to play this character. It's just a matter of extending that personality into something larger than life. It's, and they also know how to fight. So that helps. Yes. It's, I like how you put that there. It's the extension of your character. It's the representation of your presentation. And I mean, look at MMA, for example, and excuse my language, but Conor McGregor, who the fuck is that? Like, how, how can you not like Conor McGregor? He's at the press conference. Who the fuck is that? Like, all right. Like he's the ultimate heel, but it's like, God dang, that guy is special. You see him all over the commercials. He's an, he's a foreign, he's an Irish cat, but God dang it, man, he's invested. You're laughing at him and you want to see more Conor McGregor besides the fact that he could kick your ass but you see that character of him like that's just conor mcgregor being conor mcgregor yeah and i think that's what draws the fans into someone like him you know you see someone who's like you know what subconsciously you're probably like man i wish i could be that guy <laughs> you know i wish i could have that kind of character and i can tell someone like that but you know usually we're like nah, i'm not gonna tell someone like that <laughs> and then you see someone like him and you're like yeah that's my guy you know what yeah why don't you say that yeah so it's like the attitude era like the the dichotomy and what stone cold steve austin mr and man we all want to tell our bosses off you know what i'm saying we, we <laughs> right we've all had that boss where we just want to you know get at but it's the story it's the dynamic and it's the dichotomy and we're seeing more of that in professional wrestling and there's so much outlets out there for wwe aew impact wrestling what have you and we could watch wrestling shows on youtube like there's so much out there for professional wrestling it, it's it's such an amazing time to be a fan and i mean going into what we're gonna we're doing here with lfc lingerie fighting championship the slogan and the tagline is a little bit of mma a little bit of wrestling a little bit of clothing and i'm gonna say this right now not only do we have some badass and strong women out there and i include you in this because there's so many different layers into this and which we'll get into here miss rain cruz but there's a lot of women that exude and accentuate that internal and external beauty and god dang man that sex appeal that we see in women because sexiness comes in many different layers whether it be confidence looking physically mentally what have you sexiness comes in so many different layers as well as empowerment so i think it's amazing to see these women with the confidence in their bodies and their confidence in their spirit and their minds if you will that really showcase everything that goes into lingerie fighting championships and sports in general yeah you know, to me, um, one of the biggest things that, you know, a person could have would be confidence. Um, because sometimes we feel self-conscious about, oh, you know, why I don't feel, and I'm guilty of this. I don't think I look good today and da 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 And then I realized, you know what, if I don't believe in myself, if, if I don't have that confidence, then who would believe in me? Because as soon as they see me, they'll know, yeah, she feels uncomfortable. So why would I listen to her if she feels uncomfortable? So I think that would be like one of the biggest um, traits of, of having like the good sex appeal. Because to me, it's like when, you, when you're just confident, you can just like hold the room down. You know, you walk in, you like you have that presence. Right. And I mean, I look at it from a day and age, too, where like with women in wrestling, like we had the Sables, we had the Tory Wilsons, we had the mm -hmm. Chinas, of course, and we had the Mollies, the Litas, the Trishas will be here all day. 
But God dang, man, from what we saw with, I mean, we come from a day and age where bikini contests and bra and panties were all the rage. And I mean, it led to what we see a lot of the girls doing now, because if the girls back and they didn't do that, we wouldn't have what we have now. So, I mean, the sex appeal has always been there. And what I always love about the lingerie fighting championship side of things, it's women being beautiful and it's also kicking ass at the same time. I mean, for those that remember the lingerie football league, for those who remember the LFL, it was badass women looking good, emphasis on the good, but also at that same time, they're kicking butt and taking names. It's still football at the end of their right. It's a tackling sport. So you have that variety mixed with football, like you have this mixed with wrestling and MMA. Like it's a nice little contrast for people. It brings a lot of uniqueness and variety to the product. Yeah. I love the word uniqueness that you said, um, because sometimes you think, wait, how can those two go together? But then when you see it, you're like, wait, they do go together. Right. <laughs> and it's amazing to see um, because, you know, we're what in 2022. And, you know, I feel like a lot of things have evolved from, uh, like you said earlier, the bra and panties match to now, the, you know, legit like women's wrestling. And why don't we mix the whole, you know, women actually being beautiful and they can wrestle, too. I think that's a good thing. You have to. And I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are ignorant and just like, oh, God, it's lingerie. How can I take this seriously? I'm like, OK. So yes, it's women in lingerie, but you also have to understand there's the fitness side of things because a lot of these mm -hmm. girls do bodybuilding, they've done wrestling, they've done what have you. There's different of all facets of life. Don't just judge because of their occupation. There's a lot of badass women looking sexy. So you have to eliminate what you're seeing with the lingerie side of things. Yes, it's there. But if you actually look at the presentation, it's like art form. And I'll make this example. Bob Ross. Yes, I'm going the Bob Ross from the joy painting, right? The Jew throw the whole nine will be here. <laughs> So Bob Ross, like if you watch the Joy of Painting, right, it's a 30-minute show. Everybody remembers it from back in the day. Bob Ross, he starts up with a little scooch, if you will. I'm going to use the word scooch. He's a little paint. He's depressed. He's like, oh, yeah, I like that. And he's into the painting, right? Then by 30 minutes, you got a waterfall. You got mountains. You got birds. And <laughs> so if people can look at something like a lingerie fighting championship or an LFL, what have you, right? Like Bob Ross looks at his paintings and he's so like happy and it's joyful at the end of those 30 minutes. Why can't we look at it like that? It's like, are you looking at it or are you really looking at it? It's, it's the overall how you appeals to the eye, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and as always, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Right. And, and, and sometimes it's just, I feel like in our world today, it's just hard to see a be the beauty of something because we always have those perceptions blinding us, right? Or I guess, I guess, or, or like us being judgmental, like blinding us, right? Um, but I feel like if we just like learn how to like open our eyes and, and see the storytelling, right? And see the art form, you'll appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You'll appreciate the beauty of it. Right. And and that's the thing, too. And I also look at it from a stance, too, as well. Like you look at Invicta, which is killing it. And I look at I'll use LFL as an example, too. Mm -hmm. So LFL, for those that don't know, one of the alumni for LFC, Laundry Fighting Championship, is a woman by the name of Lauren the Animal Fogel. Killing it. One of the prospects of uh, LFC is Ty Emery. LFL. Killing it. She's doing mm -hmm. fighting as well. WWE. Danielle Monet, who would go on to be Summer Rae, the, the aforementioned Summer Rae with Fandango and Rusev and Ruru, for those that remember that back in the day. Like, she is former LFL All-Star going to WWE. Look at Invicta, Shayna Baszler, Jessamyn Duke. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the four MMA horsewomen came from Invicta. So there's a lot of crossovers that people don't realize that are like there and it's wonderful. And Victa is another great women's mixed martial arts promotion. So there's different varieties where we see crossovers and we see people that you hardly really even recognize that they were there in the first place. Once you do that deep dive and research. Yeah. Isn't that amazing where people like start and then like, because they have the talent to be there, 
where they ended up, you know, evolving eventually, right? And then if 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 we just stop them from growing because we keep judging them, that's going to be really sad, right? Right, and and that's the thing. Too. First of all, for those who have never seen Summary and LFL, I have to find you these highlights, Rain. Mm. Uh, excuse my language again. She sacked the shit out of people. Like, you <laughs> want to see someone who's just dominant on the gridiron. My God, this woman killed. Skills that kills. Replace the S and put in the Z. Skills that kills. But no, it's one of those things too as well. Like, dominance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then dominance. If you Dominance, yeah. Yeah. So you have to have like that, you know, not that variety like we mentioned, but God dang, man, for those who've never seen it. So I don't know if you remember it. So LFL, it was like big in 2009 and it used to air on like MTV2, like on a Friday night or over like the weekends. Do you remember LFL being on TV or not? Honestly, no. By that, around that time, I think, God, I think I, that was my second year in the States. And I think all I've watched was just wrestling. <laughs> fair enough and here's the thing so when that aired i'm gonna take you back here because you okay because we're older here you know what i'm saying it's all right we, we're like when we get better with time rain cruise it's how we roll god dang it so it's one of those things too like when that happened i was probably mm-hmm. louise i was like a senior in high school when when the, okay. when the lfl was on mtv2 it's like well you're thinking about it now it's like geez louise that's 12 years ago already where's the time go but it's one of those things too like you remember seeing what you see on tv and how influential and i think you agree with me how popular culture has come into professional wrestling that crossover has been big since the 80s with cindy lopper and everything mm. that stage the rock and the rock and wrestling connection so it's great to see how pop culture has really like taken over professional wrestling and vice versa you know oh god yeah that's the true definition of sports entertainment right there absolutely and i think what's great about it too is now you've seen a lot of the lingerie fighting championship product and i gotta say first of all thanks for being a fan and a supporter miss rain cruz and you've seen a lot of the content like we have the lfc exposed we have the reality show we have the events we have a lot for people to offer and also tells the good storytelling of why we're at these bouts we get the reactions after the bouts so it's a win-win for everybody going into the product yeah that's amazing because you know again like what we talk about with the beauty strength and dominance you, know, you see that in a product and in the art form of, of fighting, art form of telling a story, art form of sports entertainment. Right. And I'm going to say this right now because this also ties into ring announcing here. So doing the booty camp shows now, which mm-hmm. you all see me. And for those who are in the Las Vegas area and you want to come down to see an LFC show, do it. Because we just had some bang ass events at the Future Stars of Wrestling in Las Vegas. It's another great professional wrestling school, killing it on all fronts. So what I look at it from a stance to as well you really realize how important ring announcing is. And for me, like I knew it, but when you're actually doing it, you're in the ring. And I remember the first time I did it last Halloween, I'm like, oh man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, <laughs> the lights are on it, it's hot. And I'm just sitting here like, oh, oh man. Like, and you also have to understand it's different. Like what we're doing here, it's natural. It's a podcast, we're talking, we're shooting the breeze. But then you're out in front of the people and it's like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? Like you have that moment. It's like, okay, we're really doing this. So I was a little nervous, but then once I just did the second time, it was more comfortable and you know, you're following your script, you're doing your thing. You're ah. So it's one of those things too. It's the representation of your presentation. And for me, it's a dream come true because we have both the voices of what we do respectively. And I got to say, first and foremost, man, we also have that ability to tell stories. And if we could get people engaged and not having them sit on their hands and hear the proverbial crickets, then we're doing our job as only we can. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that um, I was scared about when I started ring announcing, you know, I just wanted to pump the crowd. And to me, I then I realized, you know what, it's not just about pumping the crowd. It's like telling the story as when you're announcing the wrestlers, because each wrestler is technically a character. 
and, and by you announcing them, it kind of justifies who the character is or, or what they're trying to portray. Because if you think about it, especially in the indies, um, sometimes, you know, it's it's their first independent show and they have no clue who this person is. And, and I feel like I would be that key to kind of let this person know, hey, the person walking out right now, yeah, that's kind of a bad guy. Mm-hmm. or the person coming out right now yeah you know let's celebrate let's go clap your hands because this is the good guy without me telling them hey this is the baby face come on clap your hands <laughs> it's just you know like how I portray my voice and and I think that's um you know very important in ring announcing because like you said earlier it's like you you kind of like scare that okay I, I hope I don't hear any crickets here <laughs> but I feel like um being in the middle and announcing the names and then people looking at you. I think the people respect the fact that you're in that ring and you are doing this for them. Right. I, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like no matter what, they would still do this and or boo right away if they know the, the wrestler and if you know they hate the wrestler. <laughs> well, yeah, and you have to emphasize the as the proverbial white meat baby face, if you will, when they come out in the heels and stuff. So I'm sorry, that will always have hilarity in me, the whole white meat baby face thing. That all just whatever. But anyway, I digress. One of those things too that, I, that I look at is like, for instance, we had a girl come out from Italy. Her name is Angelica Cole, right? At the last one, she made her debut. Like, I'm going to emphasize Angelica, the Italian knockout Cole, like the Italian knockout. Look at that name right there. She's the Italian. She can knock you out. Italian knockout. Boom. So you emphasize the words and the characters and the nicknames and the presentation of these girls. So you want to make the feel like, oh, this person is important. This person is special. There's something about that person, right? And I mind you, like, I've had slipped ups and I'll take a you fucked up chant because that's what happened the first time. It happens. You know what I'm saying? We all have our flubs so to speak and i'm sure you've had them as well oh yeah okay so it's one of those things too as well like it's amazing just to see and you realize just how important your role is and how important the whole entire thing is and i think that's what's great when people go into it now the indies thing we'll talk about this too like you're doing your thing on the indies with the many different Mm -hmm. promotions which you're killing it i remember like so i grew up on long island new york right so it's interesting because 15 minutes from where I lived was the NYWC Sportatorium. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with the New York Wrestling Connection, guys like Mike Mondo, guys like, oh my goodness gracious, like Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, Hawkins and Ryder, Tony Nice, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, a lot of people that you see on TV, Matt Stryker came from the NYWC school. So I remember just 15 minutes away and like they always had a great announcer and the overall presentation going into their shows. So it's just like seeing that locally and seeing like what I've seen in Vegas with the FSW arena and many different promotions. Like it's great just because you're vitalized and you're into what you're doing. Not only do you have badass talent, but you also have a badass ring announcer. And I'll say badass ring announcer right here. Hello, Rangers. So, so, so I mean, you know, you have to have an overall badassery, if you will. There's another term for it. It's the badassery ring cruise. It's the badassery. <laughs> I love that term. <laughs> you know, honestly, for me, I I, I want to address that, that that thing that you talk about, about um, someone chanting about you fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, that happened to me at my first um, ring announcing event. Really? Uh, I didn't chant that, but there was this guy who basically said, turn on your microphone, because I was having issues with the microphone. And that was my, I literally volunteered that day to do that. So in my head, when I, somehow I had the microphone on and it's just not working. And I was in the middle of the ring and this guy with a megaphone was screaming, turn on your microphone. I was like, oh God, why? Why did I even volunteer to do this? Okay. (laughs) And then the promoter 
goes up and he um you know he said hey be nice to her she drove four hours to be here tonight <laughs> and he fixed the microphone and then you know I had this moment of like okay okay now I'm nervous because I have this guy yelling at me but then on the other hand I was like well I could let him kind of you know make me look like a fool here because I let him basically you know ruin my show um so I felt like you know what I'm just gonna brush that off and then you know I guess be a badass and just do my thing and then that's what I did because um you know to me it felt like well I don't see the guy I don't know where he's coming from somehow he could see me he could yell at me but what I had in my head is I'm the one in the middle of the ring now if I let someone you know affect me everyone's gonna see me like oh my god she let that guy in you know with a megaphone like you know affect her I don't think people are gonna think that way anyway but to me that's like you know how I feel it's like I'm in the middle of the ring you know I can just basically make sure I'm all composed after someone yelled at me <laughs> or people would see me as oh god no 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 but yeah that was a great uh, learning experience and I think every single time you get into the ring something's gonna happen and that's just the nature of a live show. Something is going to happen. And and it's just up to us as to how we can you know, command the crowd still, right? After, you know, something happens. Um, but yeah, the whole badassery. I think, um, I think as a ring announcer, you need that mostly because, like I said, you have to command the crowd. You're kind of like the conductor, right? Mm -hmm. You're kind of like telling them, you know, again, with the whole story of, hey, this is the bad guy. This is the good guy, whatever. Or um, if you kind of feel like the energy is going down, kind of want to be that person to kind of like bring them up. Because, you know, some shows start way too late than, <laughs> than they're supposed to. And the crowd is just like, okay. And then you have to like pump them up, you know, right when the show starts. And, you know, they have to see you as that badass figure. Because if not, they're not going to follow you. They're not going to follow what, you say, what you're saying. They're not going to care about what you're saying. So you have to have that attitude of like, you know what? I'm saying something here. You need to listen to me, even though I'm not really saying that. <laughs> well, it's actually, it's funny. Like as, as we're talking about this, like the first, I felt like Ricky Bobby when I did that with the microphone. I don't know what to do with my hands with that because it's one of those things where like I had the same problem and issue with the microphone. It's like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? And with the house mic, you know, you don't want to be too loud, but it's just like, you know, when you're feeling it, you're feeling it, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's one of those things too, as well with the guy, like I didn't even know where he was. So I just like brushed it off too. And I just kept doing my thing because you just hear him. You don't see the actual person. You just hear a voice. So that's also something that's very key and very pivotal going into ring announcing. And I think what you just said there absolutely is 100%. And I mean, we've seen people who have bombed even on WWE with ring announcing, but then they get better. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember first watching Lillian Garcia, who, by the way, is another one who represents beauty, strength, and dominance. Amazing mm -hmm. woman, right? Lillian Garcia, when she first started in like 99, 2000, she was a little, I'll use the term wonky, but she got better within time. Like she had amazing pipes when she sang the national anthem. Boy, I was invested. Like she could sing worth woof. But sometimes she was a little wonky and it showed. But then as she progressed and moved on with her career, one of the most amazing announcers ever. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, that's the the key, like people progressing. And I think that's the beauty of uh, being in the professional wrestling industry is that you can be whoever you want to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can try whatever character you want to try. I mean, even as ring announcers, you can try whatever style you want to try because 
there's really no uh no rule yeah. as okay this is how you should sound this is how you pronounce every single name blah 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 blah. no it's like trial and error and if it doesn't work try something else if it doesn't work try something else and if you find something that works okay do that and then find something else that works again and to me you know i admire people who try um because it's hard to be in it's hard to try number one Number two, it's harder to try in front of people watching you. <laughs> because if you do something wrong, you know, if you kind of like mess up, you're like, okay, now everyone saw that, that I messed up. Oh no. But then again, you tried. And I think that's the beauty of it. You know that you're not perfect and your goal is to progress. Beautifully said. And one of the things I'll say right now to anyone listening to the show as well, it's progression and succession, no regression, Miss Rain Cruz. There's a little term for progression and succession. <laughs> right? That's the thing, too. You have to look at it like that. And I mean, I look at it from a stance, too, as well. Like when you're doing, oh, I'm going to say this right now. And a lot of people, this is not just ring announcing, but a lot of people don't realize how hard professional wrestling is with the travel, mm -hmm. the grind, and everything that goes into it. And it applies to the independent wrestling scene as well because shows X amount on the weekends, what have you. There's a lot of stuff and a lot of the grind that goes into it. And I mean, it takes a toll on you, but at the end of the day, it's something that's really worth it. It's it's the sacrifice, if you will. I mean, the weekend had his theme song of this year's WrestleMania. I don't want to sacrifice. There's a lot of sacrifice yeah. that goes into it, Miss Rankers. It's a lot of sacrifice. I mean, I don't know how the guys do it because I'm ring announcing. I don't train. I don't get my body beat up, but I get tired. Yeah. I get tired, tired with the travel. I get tired with just like doing the show, you know, because you're, it's not just like being there. It's being there and being yourself like 10 times more because you have to entertain people, right? Your energy level is like way up there. So you can't just like basically show up. You have to show up and perform. <laughs> so to me, it's like, I don't know how they do it, but I admire them for doing it because I can't, picture myself you know being beat up and then you know some of the guys and girls they do another show the next day they do three shows back to back to back and it's like how are you doing this because i'm tired after one show <laughs> it's like me with the lfc girls like we did three straight shots in sturgis last year there were three shows back to back to back at oh, god which I'm just like, I don't know how these girls did it. And I'm speaking to the girls both on camera here and back and on behind the scenes, I'm just like, yeah. how the hell do y'all do that? I'm like, they were sore. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you're going to be sore. It's, it's a three straight shot. There was one pre previous to that, like LFC 28 and 29. That was around 2019. And it was like 4th of July weekend, right? So two shots <laughs> of two nights in a row of fighting. And then I amplify it to three last year. And it's like, God dang, man. Like, I don't know how they do it, but we got some badass ladies out there. I agree. I agree. Because again, like I said earlier, it's 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 one thing to just show up and to perform is like a different level. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm going to add this when we were talking about amplifying the character. This is outside of wrestling, but if you look at video games, like I used to love playing the NBA games when I was a kid, right? So you had your NBA 2Ks, 
one of the games I always had was the NBA Ballers and NBA Ballers Phenom. So it's like the uh, MC, so to speak. He's like, yeah, we got Starberry against Earl the Pearl Monroe. And he would like <laughs> amplify it. It was like that. You know what I'm saying? Yo, we at Tim Duncan's mansion and blah, blah. And like MC Supernatural was the guy and there was another guy. But like it kind of comparing it to that, like how amplified they were announcing basketball. And it has like that very street ball type of feel. Mm-hmm. To it. Like listening to that in a video game, it's like, all right. I'm ready to friggin', as they put it, Duncan the pumpkin, if you will, in so many different, you know, ways of slam dunking and layup. Like you just, I'm invested. I want to play me some NBA ballers. So if you can have that level and amplify it, you're gold. Oh yeah, I agree. And see, now I think you, like when you actually did that voice, I think you're ready to be in a video game too. I'm ready to go, man. If y'all need a voiceover artist or video games, I'll I'll talk about (laughs) the pumpkin, you know what I'm saying? And do whatever it is, you know, (laughs) And talk about from Trey as opposed to friggin' from three point land from Trey, if you will. I got you. 2006, <laughs> baby. But yeah, no, those are uh, that's some of the stuff you could actually take what you've learned from video games, you know, playing them and just mm-hmm. hearing it, telling the story. You can take it from everywhere. We have an influence from everywhere. And also, as well, when we talk about just everything in general, I'm going to say this as right now, people, once more, life is an art form. We're all applying our crafts, apply your craft to the mm-hmm. best of your ability. And you, my friend, are continuing to apply the best of your abilities in any endeavor. And I, I'm going to say this right now before we hop on out of here. I truly wish you nothing but continued success and happiness, man. You're killing it. I can't wait to see what the future holds for you, Ms. Rain Cruz. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I'm at this stage where it's like I'm exploring what else is out there aside from ring announcing. Uh, we talked about voiceover earlier. You know, I've um, started doing some voiceover training um, and I got my reel done. So I'm, I'm excited to share that with everyone soon. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like I finally realized that I can actually use my voice to, uh, <laughs> you know, as a form of art, uh, for me, like I actually love doing voiceovers and, um, I think that's why I love ring announcing because, um, I can just, you know, I can announce and kind of, you know, add my color to it, you know, add some flavor to it and, you know, um, I you know, tell a story through that. And I think um, it kind of, it kind of took me to the world of voiceovers and, you know, hopefully it's at some point, you know, someone will find me valuable as a manager too. And I could uh, finally reach that dream of being a ring announcer and a manager at the same time. <laughs> Friggin' just she'll ring announce and she'll be your advocate. God dang it. She'll be your advocate, if you will. Perfect. Yeah. Personally, I hope that heel manager thing does come to fruition because we need a lot of badass, you know, heel ring announcers. I mean, from the days of Terry Runnels as Alexandra York in the WCW, from Miss Hancock, Stacey Keebler, from what we saw back in the day with Sherry Martell and Medusa, if you will. We need some of that female figures, huh? Yeah, you know, I really want to see that strong female uh, manager who could be right next to someone was also strong and um you know powerful wrestler and someone someone like a like a female Paul Heyman I don't want to say female Paul Heyman because it's like I don't want to just like recreate like Paul Heyman as a female you know but it's kind of like that attitude we're in you know you see Paul Heyman it's like you know what okay whoever he's with that wrestler is going to be a star like I want that strong female figure um you know to be right next to someone that you know needs a manager right now i personally want to be that person <laughs> ladies and gentlemen my name is ray cruz and i am <laughs> i just 
love playing a heel manager role. Like, I don't know why, but I think it's kind of one of those, you know, I, 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 I'm not really mean, um, in person. I, whenever I'm angry, I usually don't say anything because I'd rather not say something mean to someone. So I usually just kind of like, you know what, let it slide. It's okay. And then, you know, obviously I have, you know, in my head, oh man, I could have said this, I could have said that, but you know what, whatever, I'm not going to be that person. <laughs> and I think it kind of like comes out as a heel manager character. <laughs> all right. So you don't want to be like the MG, MJF talk about the video game nerds and the virgins and all that stuff. Like you, like you, like it's frigging the eighties when they're in like the Memphis territory <laughs> and they're just healing the people. And then the people come down, they're like, come on, you want some, I'll fight you on take on. You don't want that type of that old school territory type of feel to it. No, I just want to be someone who's more of psychological, right? It's kind of like, oh my God, I cannot believe you said that, but you know what? That's actually true. Um, I like to be a reflection of um, what people want to say to someone, but they can't. <laughs> so when they hear it, they're like, oh man, screw you. But then again, at the back of their minds, well, I could have said that's someone. <laughs> Well, look at Ronda Rousey. Like, for God's sake, she's supposed to do the tag match. She just storms down to the ring, and the guy freaking yells at her. She goes, shut up. Your mom failed you. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, where did this come from? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're talking back more of the fans and all that. I think she told someone to kiss her ass the other night. But I'm like, my God, we're actually letting that in for interaction back. And I'm like, okay, that's the way, that's the way to do it. Like, Ronda, just that strong, dominant woman, that face, that stone-cold face, if you will. Mm -hmm. I love that like that that added more to it everybody's like oh like it it, it re resonated very much so yeah and and see i think it's more effective for her to be a heel because i think she loves playing that character she loves being bad um and and i think that's really going to help her i think even with cutting promos i think because when she was trying to cut promos as a baby face it's okay i i think it's too dry um, she's trying to get the message out there, but I think I can't connect with her. Like, I know you're trying to be a good character to baby face and all that, but for some reason I just couldn't connect with her, but as a heel, oh my God, it's like, like you said, the facial reaction, the few words that she would say, it's like, okay, I, I get it. Oh God, I'm scared now because I don't want you to, to say that to me. <laughs> It's like old school CM Punk on the indies when he was like Ring of Honor and stuff like that. So there's an infamous match that he had. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's become like legend in independent wrestling lore and just in wrestling lore, if you will. So he's being a heel. Some kid is like chanting, you suck at him because obviously. Huh? Yep. And then he goes out, he peeks through the ropes and he just looks at the kid and he goes, I hope your parents die. And I'm like, 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 oh. ooh. I, like I again, like it's something that you've never heard. Like, mind you, this is back in like the mid to early to mid two thousands when it was a different time. But I'm like, you would never think to like go to the kid and just go, "I hope your parents die," and then he just said it like so seriously. We're back in the ring and they wrestled. I'm just like, my god, like it comes from a different time period, but there's something so effective that I could really go to that person, and I'm just like, geez, Louise, like it's the amplified that confidential confrontational level, you know? Yeah. And 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 the thing is, sometimes when you don't expect someone to say something like that, yep, or when you don't expect that attitude from someone, when they say it or when they do something that you're not expecting them to do, you're like, oh my god, what? 
did I do something wrong? Like, what did I, like, what did I do? Like, you know, um, and I think that's the beauty of pro wrestling is that sometimes, you know, we all know it's a storyline, right? People say it's fake, sure. <laughs> but, but to me, I, I love how sometimes when the wrestlers react that way, you're like, you know, you get like so affected by it because it's like, he, he said that to me, but then you think about it, it's like, well, is that really CM Punk, the character saying that to me? Or is that really CM Punk, the real CM Punk, the man behind CM Punk saying that to me? Right. right. That- it's kind of like that psychological, you know, uh, thing that the wrestlers play on, you know, the fans. <laughs> It's I equated to the MJF view when he's just like he's just a cheap knockoff Miz, and then you see Miz, <laughs> and then you see MJF's friggin' face. It's like you mother, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I and I and I'm gonna say this right now. Well, he's not wrong. You know what I'm saying? We all think that. We've all said that. I'm like, well, finally we're bringing this into light. You know? Yeah, and 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 you know, you see someone like MJF, right? And, and I felt bad when, you know, people called him about, you know, being like, you know, the Miz. Yeah. I, I felt bad for him because I think he's really good. He is. But <laughs> that's like, I think something that he did not want to hear. But I think, honestly, it is a compliment for <laughs> him because the Miz has achieved so much from being someone who's, you know, basically the most hated right because people thought oh he's not gonna achieve anything whatever but he's proven everyone wrong and i think that's why people kind of hate him because you know they didn't think he would achieve something he proved them wrong and now it's like okay i proved you guys wrong go ahead hate on me and so i think that's a mostly a compliment to mjf <laughs> so i hope i hope he didn't take that, that as an insult agree it, it was great and then you look at the follow-up with edge in the miz Edge just like you got other people on other television shows talking about you like again you tie that into what's popular oh, it just makes for good storytelling and i'm gonna say this man the storytelling that we got to tell today was the story of rain cruise we got to tell the story of a lot of beauty strength and dominance and we got to tell the story of a lot of beautiful women in lingerie fighting championship and just in general and i include you in those sentiments of one of the empowering figures and roles and today for women miss rain cruise so final question i got to say and I love asking this because a lot of people love this message what we're talking about today and I've asked this to a lot of my guests beauty strength and dominance you look at that you break it down you look at the three words right there mm-hmm. if you feel, what does beauty strength and dominance mean to Rain Cruz oh god to me you want me, you want me to break it down like individually or you can, you can break it down go ahead break it down for us okay beauty to me is feeling beautiful with or without makeup on feeling beautiful whatever you're wearing feeling beautiful inside and out and being beautiful inside and out because I've seen it where, and, you know, I've seen people who are like beautiful and all that, but the heart isn't really beautiful. And I don't like that, <laughs> you know, and, and to me being beautiful is, is, you know, having that beautiful heart written, you know, it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter who you are, but you know, you treat people fairly. Um, Strength to me is having the resiliency to just, you know, fight through the battles of life. You know, we all have our, you know, crosses to bear, right? And and each one of us is going through something. And I think having that strength to carry on, no matter what you're going through, 
I think that is something important for, for us to have because we only have one life and you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Uh, dominance to me is I think being dominant in your own art form. Um, you don't have to compare yourself to others. You have to be dominant of your own life. You have to be dominant in a way wherein you accomplish something. Okay, you have to be your own competitor. Um, you have to be, you have to pass that point again and then reach, you know, a different goal or reach higher something. Um, I don't want, I don't want us to think of, of dominance as, you know, you try to like be above other people. You try to like, you know, be better than other people. I don't like thinking of it that way. I, I'd like to think of it as you are your number one competitor and you have to be dominant, you know, dominant than the person you are yesterday. If that makes sense. I hope it does. <laughs> that was eloquently said and beautifully said. Mr. <laughs> I think a lot of people can take from that. And I will say this, what a lot of people can take today is please check out Rain Cruz and please check out all the work that she's done. I think a lot of people are going to take away because we got a lot of different people I've had on this show from the LFC cast and crew, from fans, from people like yourself, Miss Rain Cruz. A lot of people enjoyed the message of the show, which I humbly appreciate. So I'm going to say this right now. Links will be in the description for our last interview on Max Wrestling Podcast for what we did and your Max Wrestling intro. Links will be in the description for Tommy Bell Art for y'all to check out. And Tommy, please send your reaction. Your video. <laughs> <laughs> doing the intro for the show and I'll send it to Miss Rain Cruz. And I will say this, this is where I step back, Miss Rain Cruz. The floor is yours. Chivalry, when ladies first. It's not just a Queen Latifah song. It's actually true and it's very validified, if you will. Please promote the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the tickety talk, the heart TikTok. You don't stop calling me bad. I want to sex you up, baby. Let us know if we can follow you. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, and uh, YouTube at Ringside Rain, and that's Rain with an E. See, like all the it. same, so you won't, you know, it won't be hard. Just Rain with an E. <laughs> I'm gonna say this right now. Ashanti had a song back in the day called "Rain on Me." Is that what we're talking about there, man? You also got a little Ashanti vibes about you, which are "Rain on Me." Add the <laughs> e, huh? Styling and profiling there, Miss Rain Cruz, huh? Oh, I love that. I'm glad you didn't say "Blame it on the rain" because usually that's what people say. <laughs> when they see me because they want to blame things on me well, but <laughs> you don't put the blame on you just bring it on the rain little millie vanilli action yes well i was going to go the other route i was going to go the missy elliott route i can't stand the rain <laughs> i went <laughs> oh my goodness gracious so folks check this out now folks season five is coming up very soon for the lfc network on roku where you can hear this face and look at this face you could hear that voice and many other great things coming into fruition on the LFC network on Roku in season five. You can check it out on LFCfights.com in the VIP section. And for those who want to follow LFC, it's LFC underscore fights on the Twitter machine. It's fights underscore LFC on the Instagram. It's LFC fights on the tickety talk. And I know I'm not talking about blues clues. I'm talking about TikTok the app folks. And check it out on the old Roku. I got my TV here. Just type in LFC Network on Roku. You can see this show. You can see LFC Exposed, the reality show. You can watch Get Wet with Audrey Mongoose Monique and Terry Feisty Fitz London. They're interviewing. It's in a hot tub. It's sex appeal, and it's the real deal. Check out Get Wet. You got Miles Long coming on with mods and bods. We got a lot of variety coming for you, folks, with the LFC Laundry Fighting Championships product. And Miss Rain Cruz, I hope to see you at a future event for LFC, maybe ring announced in the future. I don't know, man. Come on down. 
<laughs> I hope so. I can't wait to meet you in person. We've had what two podcasts already? Right, right, true, true. Yes, to quote Kofi Kingston, a little right, right, true, true. Yes, love to meet you. Hope to see you at an LFC event in Vegas in the future, folks. And if you're in the Vegas area, we're supposed to have an event coming in October. Come on down in October. Say what's up to the LFC cast and crew, and uh, you know, just be on the lookout for more updates on LFC events. So links will be in the description. Check out Rain Cruise, and as I always say to close this out, beauty, strength, and dominance. The three key elements that make women the work of art that they are in ringside rain rain cruise i include you in those sentiments thank you so much for your time thank you fight 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 gonna kick some